Hell yes, you spiritual badass. The play button you just hit brought you into a world of your own magic where you can be, do, and have anything. Where the possibilities are endless and you are limitless. I'm Janessa McKenzie, your guide on this journey, an NLP practitioner, master mindset coach, and an intuitive and lunar living expert. Join me in mixing the woo with the do to elevate you to be the best version of you that you can be. Raise the collective consciousness to a higher frequency so we all rise and many, many future generations continue to rise. We're going to unlearn all the bullshit that we've been taught and conditioned to believe and shift into the next paradigm of truth and to walk along the spiritual path, whatever that looks like for you, to find more love, light, joy, and gratitude. I'm sharing all the knowledge I have and will continue to acquire to help you to live the best possible life of abundance, growth, and self-love. You can manifest your dreams. You can create your own incredible reality. You are meant for more. You deserve more. You can be, do, have whatever you want because you are limitless. You are a spiritual badass. Let's do this. Hey, welcome back, you spiritual badasses. I am here today with Kara Tyrell on a breakthrough episode. And Kara is a first-time founder of a company. And she, um, so when she actually wrote in, she was struggling with a corporate feel. Um, and we were just talking beforehand. And there was, there's a little bit of disconnect with mixing the woo with the do for her right now. So I'm going to let her... Um, introduce herself more, tell you what she does and who she serves. Um, and then we're going to talk about what she is struggling with right now, because it has evolved a little bit since she, you know, wrote in on her application. So I want to make sure that, um, you know, we have everything that we need right now, Kara, right? So mm. why don't you welcome, first of all, thank, thank you so you. much for being here. And thank you so much for trusting me to help you break through on this and um, tell us a little bit more about you and your company and what you do. Excellent. Thanks again for having me here. Sure. So I am Cara Terrell and I'm the founder and CEO of core for parenting. We are a digital community and a digital course platform for new parents from pre-birth to five years old who have a deep, deep desire to raise a whole child, body, mind, and spirit. And in doing that, create um, that connection and that collaboration with their child from birth that leads to developing skill sets that allow their child to thrive as a learner in school and life. So that is core for parenting. And that is the second half of my life. The first half of my life led me here. Yes. Well, that's usually what happens when we become entrepreneurs. It is something, something led us to where we are, whether it was like the rock bottom hit uh, in the head or, you know, you like you fall down the stair, whatever the heck it is, you know, God only knows, or it's the gap. We see a gap and we're like, oh, like this is missing in this. And it sounds like there might've been a little bit of both for you on that. Wow. Absolutely true. Um, so the condensed version of the first half of my life is mm. I was born 
wanting to be a mother. That mm-hmm. was just me. Uh, my connection with little people, I'm an only child. And so I had to seek it out through mm-hmm. babysitting and nannying obsessively. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was amazing. And I loved every second of it. And then I fulfilled my dreams of education and got my bachelor's degree in American Sign Language and linguistics and my master's in education. And I thought, yes, this is how I'm going to serve small people. This is how I'm going to make a difference in their life. Mm-hmm. And that lasted a stretch of time. I call these things my seasons. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've had a lot of difficulty throughout my life accepting when one season is ending and another is beginning and feeling like, I have let down that previous season by quitting on it, Mm. adding there's that guilt factor there. So I left teaching, I left the classroom because I felt there was this huge disconnect, exactly the right word, Mm. (laughs) between the students that were coming to me in preschool and kindergarten and their overall readiness to learn in every area of my classroom. Mm -hmm. Right. They knew their ABCs, one, two, threes, colors and numbers, but that's not what I asked of them all day long. Mm -hmm. I asked them to be a good friend to their neighbor. I asked for interpersonal skills. I asked them to manage their emotions and then craft their response. I asked for social emotional skills. I asked them to sit kindly next to other people without using their body on them. I asked them for physical control of their body. These were not skills that were developed during their first five years of life, whether it be at home with parents or in another early years caregiving setting. Mm. And I said, I just, I can't do this anymore. I wanna teach these kids, but I wanna teach all of them. So I left the classroom and I became a nanny full time, a full service nanny, starting with kids from birth up until they went to the classroom to test my methodologies and to say, Do my systems and my strategies and my intuitive feel and the language that I use and the science that I'm putting behind this core four curriculum work, Mm -hmm. no matter who you are, whether you're a foster to adopt child who's had some trauma in your life, whether you naturally have some disabilities that need overcoming, whether you're a typically developing child. And the answer was yes. And so here I sit talking to you at 45 years old, making a full pivot to arm parents around the globe with what they need in order to give their kids the best start to life. Uh, And I can feel the passion from you (laughs) when you say all those things. That's And I love that because I talk a lot about, you know, how we build our belief systems and our core values and all of those things within like the first seven years of our life. And as we grow older, we're still using those. Right. And they're not serving us any longer. I mean, core values are different. They're kind of like an ingrained thing, you know? Um, But those can change and evolve too. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, you know, the subconscious builds the wall of um how we interact with the world how we believe things or what we believe to be true in that first seven years of life and i wish i and i wish i knew this when i you know when my (laughs) kids were little (laughs) it's it's more than that janessa it's no it is yes science right science tells us that 85 percent of foundational brain growth 
and the foundational readiness skill sets like that we set them up with is done by five years old. Done. Oh my gosh. So what was happening is people, (laughs) I know people were sending their kids to me as a kindergarten teacher and they'd Mm -hmm. say, oh my gosh, we're so happy. You're their first teacher. And I'd look at them and say, oh my Lord, they really don't know. Yeah. No, I'm not. They they were their child's first teacher. And now I have to pick up the pieces and try to put the puzzle back together in a way that's going to allow this child to thrive. So I'm going to the source. Now I'm, now I'm going to the parents. Yes. And that's amazing. And, you know, the other thing is too, is working with all of the people that I have um, and my own kids, you know, now that I know what I know, because you don't, when you don't know, you just don't know. Right. Amen. I mean, it's not your fault. <laughs> right. It's, uh, but now that I know it's different. And I feel like that, that is such a huge, huge gap in the education system is our own emotions, our own like choice to feel how we want to feel and know that we can change that whenever we want to, but it's a human, you know, um, it's human to feel emotion. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the, the reasons I wrote into you is that that dichotomy of which you speak, the who we mm. are, and then mm. the what we do mm. is my struggle, right? Yeah. But it's also what I teach. And so it just sounds so crazy in my own head when I say it out loud. You should see me nodding along with you. I'm like, yes, yes. She's saying all these right things. Um, <laughs> so the core four, we have what's called a dual core methodology. This mm-hmm. is the developmental program that we use with parents. And it's parenting personal development meets early childhood education. Mm-hmm. And the parenting personal development piece is the who. What are the natural characteristics and attributes that you were born with that you use to relate to other people? Because guess what? Your kid was born with a top five natural interactive attributes too. Mm -hmm. And so often, and what you, what happened to, I'll say us, it's a rather broad term, but Mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm in the 40 plus generation where what happened to a lot of us is our true nature wasn't observed when we were small. Mm -hmm. It was corrected. Mm -hmm. You fit into this box because that's how the world works. And if your true nature fit into the box, you were that kid that everybody wanted in their class. You were that kid that everybody felt, oh, they look at them, they check all the boxes. But if your true nature didn't, you were asked to modify it. And here we are, I feel like we are the generation that is saying, let's get mindful again. Let's go back and figure out exactly which parts of us were auto-corrected because we need to tap back into those. And what I'm saying to parents now is, why wait? Let's observe our kids right now for who Mm -hmm. they are. That does not grant our kids permission to do crazy wackadoo things, Mm -hmm. but it gives us the ability to observe it. Tell them, I see you for who you are, but Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to help you take those edges and smooth them, or I'm going to help you bring up this skill that seems really hard for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And in doing so, you're helping them to understand themselves on a deeper level, Mm -hmm. which is incredible because nobody ever taught me that. I'm sure nobody ever taught you that. Like, oh, myself, what do you mean? Like, I know what everybody else, but we grow up not even knowing who we are because of what you just said, right? Because we are asked to, you know, correct or redirect to the box. Although we do hear it, it's just not necessarily in a way that's helpful, right? So when we're little, like for example, um, I have always had a very natural, intuitive connection with tiny people Mm -hmm. and everybody (laughs) saw it, right? You could just see it when I was around babies. Babies are just drawn to me. They're like, oh, I can't speak yet, but she gets me. Yeah, Um, I love that. And they would say, oh, she's such a natural. <clears throat> but it was so like, it was so superfluous. It was meant as a compliment. It was meant as whatever it was, but it was not, it was not acted upon. Wow, this is a natural gift that you have. So let's see how we can help you tap into that and mm. ride that wave mm. to get to where you're supposed to be in life, serving the people that you can serve best. I had to take that journey of how am I going to serve these people I love best? Okay. Mm. And meanwhile, let's be fair. We're going through puberty. Mm. We have hormones like crazy. The (laughs) world is telling us, here's the deal. You graduate from high school and then you go to college and then you go to grad school and then your life actually starts. Yeah. Um, And so during all that time, I thought, oh, I've got it. I know what I'll do. I will be a pediatrician right? I will serve the kids that I love best in this world and help keep them safe. Mm. So I went to college and I took my first three weeks of pre-med work. And I was like, Oh, I will not be a pediatrician. (laughs) (laughs) That is not how I'm going to best serve these kids. Nope. Nope. That's not going to work for me. And you know, then there's that, what are you going to do now? So I changed my major fell in love with American sign language and linguistics. Mm. And I still was, those were four of the best years of my life in Rochester, New York, Mm -hmm. hanging out with the deaf community, learning about just like you said, feeling into the experience, Mm -hmm. go into the deaf bars and clubs. And I got on stage with deaf people and I just, I learned their language and their culture. And it was like going out of the country, but I was still here in the U S it was fascinating. And I was all feel, I was all woo. I was all like, yes, this is amazing. Well, and then I know, graduated. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's funny when you take the actual speech away, you don't, you have to use your other senses Yeah. and intuitiveness and feeling are two of the biggest ones that you can actually, and besides like touch and, you know, sight and smell, But when you're dealing with people Mm -hmm. and you're not speaking to each other, just like if anyone's listening to this right now and has, (laughs) has a disconnect with someone in their life or something, sit down with them and 
even if they think you're, you know, out of your tree, when you mention this, it's okay. <laughs> Sit down and just stare at each other. Mm-hmm. Forgive, like put a timer on if it, because it's going to make you feel freaking uncomfortable for a, a few minutes, but then you're going to feel the shift in the energy. And if it's somebody that you, you know, love, then you're going to feel the love differently. You're going to feel, you know, everything differently because you are interacting not through speech because we can fuck up speech like nobody's business, right? (laughs) Yeah. But you can't screw up energy and emotion. Nope. So I, I love that you really like immersed yourself in that community. That's amazing. It was a beautiful time, Mm. a beautiful time. And so I'm glad, right? Like a lot of your guests say, I'm really glad for that pivot that was supposed to be part of my journey. Uh, But again, upon graduation left me with a choice. Mm. Okay, now what? I did all this thinking I was going to serve and love on the people who need me most, which are tiny humans. Mm-hmm. Now, what do I do? I have a degree in American Sign Language, and I can take languages apart and put them back together and explain to people how that's done. Mm. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now what? <laughs> so I had a choice to make. Long story short, I ended up deciding to get my master's degree in education mm-hmm. uh, because teaching was a way that I could serve these little people. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that it was a twofer because not only could I teach kids who could talk to me, I could teach kids who didn't have the gift of speech mm-hmm. and working with the deaf kids was just so powerful. Wow. So that led me to the classroom again, almost there. Like it was just not quite what I knew my heart and soul needed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I was doing, doing, doing the feeling was missing. Mm. Um, which led me to my full-time nanny positions, which I took such pride in. People would Mm. say, oh, you're just a nanny. I'm like, I am not just a nanny. I am the (laughs) Do not say that. (laughs) That's like saying, you're just a mother, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then, so that was a long stretch of, of time where I just felt so fulfilled. I couldn't believe I got that people were willing to share their kids with me in such a deep and profound way and let me in to be that brain architect and let me in to solidify those early developmental years. It was just Mm. such a gift Mm -hmm. until one day Mm -mm. I went, Oh my, I don't feel this the way I used to. Mm. What's, what's the problem? This was, this was my top of Mount Everest and I made it and I'm here. And it was really something missing hard. And that's when I wrote into you Mm. because I said, (laughs) I'm not, I can either, apparently I can either feel, which is what I've been doing these last 10 years, right. Digging in deep with these kids Mm. or I can do Mm something that has kind of a long-term outcome and an achievable goal. I could see light at the end of the tunnel, but what's happening. I just, I'm losing this. Was I wrong? Mm. Was I wrong about this being my forever? 
Mm. And I would joke with people and say, I don't know how much longer I can do this. You know, I'm getting old. Baby bouncing's getting hard. (laughs) (laughs) And one day I just said, that's a load of crap. That's, that's just not true. That is not true. You can baby bounce until you're, (laughs) you know, on your deathbed. (laughs) There's something else going on here. And the realization I've had since I first wrote into you was um, because I was starting core four parenting while still full-time nannying, right? So literally doing and literally feeling all at the same time. And I couldn't, I was, it was too much. I was overwhelmed. You will not be surprised. I'm a Gemini, right? I've got these two (laughs) really strong competing sides. (laughs) Um, And the realization I've had since I wrote into you was the universe was not so gently telling me it's time for you to take this to the next level. Yes. This season is over of direct service, a couple kids, a couple families at a time. What you have to say is bigger than that. The impact of that needs to touch so many people simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And so it's time to let these kids move on with their life. Oh God, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. It's Without okay. you. Yeah. Which is, I'm still really struggling with it. Of course, you've become very connected to little humans, especially you, because you ha- you were innately given that gift. So of course that's hard when you have to leave something like that. But it's like, it's like a mom, like my, my kids are all a little bit older. My youngest is going to be 13 in mm. like 11 days. Right. So I already have two, like one is not living in the house anymore. And the other one just turned 19. I have grandkids. Like I know what it's like to have to like, let them go fly. Right. And it's yeah. hard. It's hard. So every mother and father and whatever parent is listening to this is going uh-huh girl I feel you I know like even if their kids are little like just thinking about that is like their hearts are twisting I yeah. I know yeah and I'm remiss to tell you this far into the conversation I am in a similar space as you I have a 16 year old I have mm. an 18 year old and I have a 21 year old who's no longer with us mm. and we like I did my, the arc of that job Mm -hmm. is done. They are well-adjusted. They are independent. They are capable kids who are pulling away as they're supposed to, that are doing the things they are. And I am a hundred percent fine with that. But there was something in my heartstrings that said, excuse me, who are you to think that you can leave this four-year-old that you have been with since she was like weeks old. Mm. You said, my heart said, you Mm -hmm. said to yourself, you're going to stick with this kid Mm. and you're moving on because it's time to. And that was the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. And letting go of guilt like that is, um, is difficult, but you also have to realize that your soul is now telling you, you need to make a bigger impact. Your higher Mm -hmm. self is saying, this isn't it girl. Like we're not done. 
And the impact is so much greater than you ever even realized. And everything you have gone through is, has led you to the point of being like, I'm busting open the world right now. And I'm going to tell and teach and help heal all of these people, parents and little people. And I'm going to help them to create a better world. That's the goal. Yes, that is That's the goal. the goal. A next generation of kids who can emotionally regulate, who can listen to other people's perspectives and opinions, who can add value to the world. That's the goal. Right. So am I correct in saying that um, because you've started this company now and you're having to do the businessy things. Yep. <laughs> you're yep. headed there. <laughs> yep. That when you're doing the businessy things, you're like, okay, I'm not feeling the way that I'm supposed to be feeling doing the businessy things. That's exactly it. Okay. So I'm going to give you a really good news. Um, doing businessy things doesn't mean you have to feel all the woo and flutters and warm and fuzzies. Okay. It means that you are doing what you need to be doing for your business to have what it needs. So think of your business as a little person. Okay. Because it needs things in order to survive and thrive. Yes. And it needs structure. It needs strategies. It needs processes. And it needs all those things that us feely woo people are like, but, you know, <laughs> that is, I am not a marketer. Like that's not why I signed up. Right. Mm-hmm. The things that I realized that I had to learn When I started my business, I was like, what the heck? Like how many hats can I fit on this head right now? And it does take the feeling out of it because Mm -hmm. being a, you know, salesperson, being a marketer, being a, you know, putting together a business plan, like all of that businessy stuff that you need, um, I'm sorry. I just, I got two new kittens like uh, a couple weeks ago <laughs> and they're acting like mental cases right now. One was just on my knee. I'm like, don't you, I'm thinking in my head, don't you <laughs> step on this keyboard, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I hear what you're so saying. What, yeah. So what's happening right now is not abnormal. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you should be feeling great. Like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel great about your business all the time. So, you know, don't take it that way when I say this, but your purpose, your joy and your impact. And the reason that you are here in the world is your business is the vehicle for that. Yes. So putting all of the things in place, like it's kind of like, you know, building all of those belief systems when we're smaller, um, the right ones, (laughs) 
and knowing when things are working and when they're not it really seriously if you're having a problem with you know connecting to your businessy part of your business on that level think of it as a little person because you can connect to little people right i love that and I need, you just hit the word, right? Connection. I need connection. And so this business that I'm building is, is connection removed. And I film all my content and then it's digital and it's on demand. And I show up in your inbox or I show up on your screen at 10 PM when you have 20 minutes to watch part of that training, (laughs) but I'm not actually talking with you. I'm talking to you. Um, and so for me, that has been a, another big disconnect piece. I have to find a way to infuse connection mm-hmm. that keeps my soul fed without falling into the rabbit hole of turning to people's feedback. Because I don't want to be reliant on their messages, positive or negative to say, I'm making an impact. I know in my soul, what I'm doing is impactful, Mm -hmm. but I still crave like all of us, that human connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Connection is one of my top core values. So I am on the same page there with you. That is why I had a heart, like I started creating courses at first too. And I was like, nope, just can't do it. (laughs) So what, let me ask you, how does your business work? Like, I understand that there are videos. So are you selling courses? So we sell community and we have a virtual village, which is the digital connected space for moms, dads, and caregivers who are like-minded core four parents, core four caregivers. And so inside the community, we cultivate connection, but it's all digital. And then inside the community, if you are facing a specific challenge inside your home, whether it be sleep or feeding or early language communication frustration, you name it, we have a digital course library where you can purchase the course to get the solution that you need right now in your home. Um, The third level, the third tier of the offerings is where the connection comes in. Mm It's a one-to-many masterclass and it's an eight-week class. And that's when I actually get to get on camera with this small or large, depending on the cohort group of caregivers who are saying, I need a little bit more from this. I need, I need to hear you. I need to see you. I need to engage with you. And I need this entire course content kind of mapped out for me. Mm. Okay. That's where I live. I love that. Beautiful. (laughs) I love that too. How often do you run that group program? Uh, We're only running it twice a year right now while we get, the businessy, right? All the automation set up, the digital course library completely built out, that big in total MVP really ready to rock and roll so mm-hmm. that the community essentially runs itself, the digital courses run themselves, and then that will free me up to be what people really want from me. Okay. Or maybe that's not fair. 
maybe it's what I really want from them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this, this has to go two ways, right? Like your business needs to feed you in Mm -hmm. some soul level way and you need to feed your business in all the ways. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so is it a membership? Like, are they coming into a membership? Yes. They come into a membership, a community membership. Yep. Okay. And there is educational content and there are themed topics and we get deep and we do all those things, but again, it's all, it's all digital. And honestly, here's, here's the thing I know, because you and I touched briefly beforehand about, is this about your ideal customer? And it's not because I get them. Mm -hmm. My soulmate customer, I like to call them my soulmate customers, um, are millennials and they're Gen Z parents, and they are aware that there is a job to be done here. And they are aware that they didn't get any onboarding or training or certifications to do it. It's just implied that somehow they should know. And that level of awareness draws them to core four because they have bigger goals for their parenting and they know that upskilling and educating themselves is the way to get it done. But They are also the generation who wants everything digital and they want everything on demand and they Mm -hmm. want to spend 10 minutes a day if they have 10 minutes a day and spend the hour on the day they have the hour. They do not, they're not available consistently to sit in front of a computer screen and hang unless they get to the point where that becomes essential for them to continue the journey that they've decided they're on. Yes. I agree to that. Um, I found the same thing and what I'm getting right now for you is maybe your, um, like, I love the fact that you do group, a group program. And, you know, I understand once you get things like, are we ever really ready though? Like once you get (laughs) all of these things done and the MVP, like part of your membership is like done. Then you're going to possibly run your group program more. Do you do a wait list right now? I don't, I'm not promoting the group program currently. Okay. Do that. Okay. (laughs) Promote your group (laughs) program. I can do that all the time. And when it's not open, like when, when people can't sign up, mm. have a wait list, like have people, you, one of the things that you had asked, you had said, well, I asked you if you could only accomplish one goal in the next 90 days, what would it be? I don't know if you've met this goal or not, but it was to align your messaging to attract 500 new soulmate customers to join the newsletter email list, right? Yes. Okay. Is that, how far are you into that goal? About 200. Awesome. Okay. So if you were consistently talking about the membership and the group program, and you were like, hey, you can join the membership. I'm assuming this is Mm -hmm. just me assuming you can join the membership whenever you want. Is that true? That is true. Okay. Um, so heck yes, come into this membership and there's all this stuff. Now we are still building our 
um, library. So there will be new things. Like a membership doesn't mean everything possible is in there already for you. Right. A membership means you're probably, you're going to get new content every month. So don't beat yourself up over not having everything ready because you're going to continuously be giving them new stuff, Mm -hmm. which you should be in a membership, some type of new thing, whether it's a new, you know, PDF or a new training video or a new video of something. Right. So, and I think being, I don't know how often you're in your group or like in the community group part of it. I don't know if you have, do you have a Facebook group or is it off Facebook or how do you guys connect? We're off Facebook. We have, um, yeah, it's a private network off Facebook. And what I love about it is that everything we need is in that one space. Um, And the membership is active every single day. We are engaging and cultivating every single day, whether it's an event or just a prompt um, to you know, get parents to talk to each other. Um, however, I do go in once a week and do live Q&A. Love it. Okay. And I know that that is not the perfect connection for you. And that's totally cool. But think about it this way that is giving you the option to connect, to give them, um, I mean, they already trust you in some way because they're paying for your membership, right? Mm -hmm. They know you, they like you, they're in there. They've said, hell yes, I, I want you to help me with this, right? Right. So you showing up in there is, um, you know, mandatory because that's building your business. Because, right. the, you know, you showing up in there in that, you know, what did you say? Once or twice a month? I go once Live. a week. Live. Okay, perfect. Live once a week for Q&A. And they can depend on that. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. They can ask you questions and stuff on the live. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And then, um, you know, with parents. So here's where it gets tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Parents are fill in the blank, a working parent, a stay-at-home parent, a parent who's working from home and their kids are there now too. (laughs) All the things. Yeah. That doesn't, in any business, when you are in a group or have a membership or showing up live every week, every day, it doesn't even matter. Everybody's clients or um, ideal customer Mm-hmm. has a life outside of your group. Oh, of course. And, and well, I, some of us get, forget that sometimes, you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, why did I only get like five people on my live today? Well, because everyone else had something to do and they'll probably come back and watch it later. Right. Um, so that's what, what I do is I say, if you're able to be there live with me, wonderful. Can't wait to see you. But if not, please submit your questions. And if I have time, I'll get to them while I'm live. Yeah. So it sounds like you have your membership part of it, except for your amazing library that you're working on mm-hmm. pretty much down pat. So I would suggest, this is just my suggestion to, um, you know, consistently also be talking about the group program in your membership because you're, you're walking them through a journey with you. Mm-hmm. 
And you can talk about it outside of your membership too, if you want. But the people that have already said heck yes are more likely to say hell yes when you set when you talk about a group program. And if you're, you know, I don't know what your ultimate plans are, like, you know, freedom wise for your business or how, how often in your group do you meet? Like, is it like once a week? For the group program? Yeah. It is. It's once a week for eight weeks. Okay. So once a week for eight weeks and you're in the group and you're in your membership once a week. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Is that a lot for you or is that okay for you? That is not a lot for me. And quite honestly, that's where, that's where I'm. So when I say to you, the woo and the do, I either dive all into one or I dive all into the other. Okay. When I end up, I crave that connection. I need that interaction. Uh, Let me give you an example. Last night, Last night, I spoke to 35 preschool parents as part of their co-op preschool speaker series mm-hmm. via Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was talking to myself. Mm. It was so hard, right? No one had their cameras on and um, everyone's muted. And I'm not getting any type of speaker feedback. Okay. Conversely, two weeks ago, I spoke to 250 people live in Baltimore, Maryland, Mm. and it was a totally different experience. Yeah, I was the one doing all the talking for that hour and a half still, but... I could see their heads nodding or I could see their eyes glazing. I could, yeah. <laughs> I could read the room and know which direction to take my talk. Yeah. Um, and so that's the type of connection where I thrive, but then I tend to dive all the way in. So I have been known um, with my group cohorts in the past to get a little, to give a little too much away, to get a little too connected, to stay in touch afterwards, even when they're done paying. <laughs> okay. On a, like, I'm still, like, they're still working with you level? Well, we become friends, right? I mean, you can't get that deep. You can't get that connected about something that's so important to everybody, which is their children, mm-hmm. um, right? And then they'll just reach out randomly and I'm more than happy to to give them, to serve them still. Okay, so there has to be a boundary around that. You can give, still. you can still serve, right? You can still answer a question just pay attention to the people who are taking advantage of that. Mm. Um, And you, uh, and it's going to suck for you, but you're going to have to be like, I love you. And I love the fact that you are still coming to me. Um, But I am, you know, my business is, is booming and I'm really, really doing this type of work inside this membership. Here's the link. I would love for you to join. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, you're right. How is it so simple when other people figure this out? Um, Well, (sighs) because we're in it and it's personal to us and we have 
feeling. You're still your feeling. You're mm. a feeling person. So, and I was going to say, what about like outside of your business? Like, are you speaking outside? And I love, so I love that you said that. Keep doing that because mm. that is going to feed you. Um, even if it's like going to schools and, you know, talking to, you know, classes or even if it's, you know, reading a book that has to do with emotions or something in a library. You know what I mean? Like think outside the box of ways that you can connect like face-to-face physically. I know that's in some places, it's still a little hard to do these things. That's true. <clears throat> Although I'm very blessed to live in rural America. So mm. yeah, I'm, okay. I'm in Vermont where we have a lot of space. Huh. <laughs> very nice. The so other can... thing I do, and I have done this since I left nannying because I couldn't, I couldn't not, is I take um, every couple of weeks, I'll take a few hours and I'll go scoop up one of the kids mm-hmm. and just do one-on-one special time to refuel my soul. I love that. So I think here is what I'm feeling that your, your business can still be, um, you know, it can be both. It can, it, there are going to be corporate parts of your business, but you can still connect on a deeper level with the people. You accepting that the way you are impacting them is digitally right now is important for you. You have mm-hmm. to accept the fact that right now in this business that you have created, that is how you are connecting to your people. When you are on a Zoom call, ask them to turn their cameras on. Like there's no reason you can't, you know, be like, Hey, I would really love to see your faces, you know, hit your camera, like turn your cameras on. If you feel comfortable doing that, because I want to see you like we're on a zoom and I really would like to connect with, with you on a different level than just seeing your name or picture on, on the zoom call. And that helps people too, because most people like are like, oh no, I'm just going to shut my camera off because I don't want anyone to see me right now. Like tell them, I don't give a shit what your background background looks like. I don't care if you're in your your messy room. I don't care if you haven't brushed your hair today. Like turn your camera on. I want to see you. Yeah. Um, And then go feed your soul outside your business. Yes. Your business is not your life. Your, your business needs to fit into your life. Your life doesn't need to fit into your business. Oof, I love it. Mm. That's a hard one to swallow sometimes when we're so into our business. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that you go scoop up a kid and have like, you know, a, a special day with them or whatever. Look for other opportunities. Like, like I just mentioned outside of that. That does a couple of things, right? It gets your name out there. Hmm. It it might bring you more more people like online. And yeah. it feeds your soul. Like that's what you're missing, it seems like right now. So what you're saying is this like <laughs> lifelong Kara struggle of why can't I feel and do at the same time is ridiculous because I don't need to. 
when I'm doing, I need to do, and then I need, I feed my soul through feeling and I intentionally choose that activity and that action. Amen, sister. Ta da. <laughs> I love it. Stop yeah. being so mad at myself. Yeah. I, yeah. Let it all go. Let it go. Let, like, there's no reason for guilt. Everything happens for a reason. And feeding your soul does not have to be only through your business. I love it. It definitely has to be outside of your business as well. It can be both, but you, it, it has to be outside of your business as well. Like you cannot give to your community on an empty cup and you can't give to them on a full cup. It needs to be the overflow. Yes. So if you're not feeding yourself outside of your business enough so that your cup comes rising up and has some, and has overflow to it, you're going to go into your business, not feeling anything. You're going to start resenting your business. Yeah. And the lack of feeling, although there's absolutely no words, I'm sure you get it because you're also a very, um, intuitive sensor. There's no words to describe how it's the worst non-feeling in the world. Yeah. Yes. I know. Cause when I'm sitting here, like doing ridiculous things, I'm like, why am I doing this? I, and you do, you feel like a robot. You're like this and that, and then this and that, and then this and that, and this and that, like there are processes and there are things that we have to do. And there are, you know, like a list of like, for the podcast, like we have like, this gets done, this gets done, this gets done, this gets done. And they all have to get done by certain days. And you're like, yep, check, yep, check, yep, check, yep, check, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you're not, it doesn't excite you to do those things, right? It doesn't light you up to be doing the things that you're just checking boxes off of. So if I know I'm going into machine mode, I'm okay with that. Right. I don't actually like, to be perfectly honest, box checking kind of thrills me because I'm almost at the end of the, the boxes. <laughs> um, but um, so what I was trying to get across is, so in my last few months as a nanny, when, mm. when the universe was calling, I call them universal clicks, like mm. every single thing that had to happen in mm. order for me to be able to leave my job my full-time job and take on this passion project as a job and start mm-hmm. the company mm-hmm. just was happening one mm-hmm. after the other, after the other. And I was like, Whoa, okay. This path is literally lit up from above saying, go that way, go that way. Mm-hmm. And as that was happening, that intense connected, like, I am so involved in your human being experience to the small kids started to fade on a daily basis. It got less and less and less. And I know it was the universe's way of saying, I'm weaning you. Mm -hmm. So this is not going to be such a damaging experience when you finally walk away on that last day, which incidentally was June 30th. Right. Mm. So it hasn't been that long. Um, but it was devastating. Like it was like the nothing from the never ending story was slowly taking over. And I was like, 
I don't know how to <laughs> not feel with you. Yeah, but it you don't have to not not feel with them. You're never no, no. going to not feel with them. Like you're a human and you're you love the kids that you have worked with, of mm -hmm. course, right? So you're never going to stop feeling for them. No, that, that path that lit up for you is, and you're right. It was like weaning you off. So it wasn't traumatic, <laughs> right? Because I feel like if it had just like ended, it would have been traumatic for you mm -hmm. and you wouldn't have been able to feed the people that you needed to and fill them up if it was a traumatic event for you leaving the, the little people you were working with. Absolutely. And then once I got on the other side of it, I realized the freedom that mm -hmm. came, yeah. right? The freedom to not have to be that all day, every day figure that I'm not the disciplinarian. I don't hold those boundaries anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not in charge of their psychosocial evolution right now. Like I mm -hmm. literally get to be like a fake grandmother. I pop in I snag, I love, I feed off and I return mm -hmm. and it's amazing. Yes. <laughs> but the, it was not easy. And so <laughs> if there's listeners out there who are feeling like they're in the middle of a maybe transition or they see that path lighting up, but it's just too scary to let go of what's the path they've walked every day for years and years, mm -hmm. it is terrifying. And yeah. it is overwhelming and it is, it is and right. You're like, no, I'm just going to sit right here and be comfortable. Yeah. But it's, yeah. but when you, when you take those steps and you allow the next season to start, mm -hmm. what you walked away from doesn't disappear. And I, that's of course what my fear was, right? Yeah. Like if I'm not there all the time, it literally is just going to disappear. It doesn't disappear. It morphs into something cooler, better. It's, if it was truly a stepping stone to your next season of life, it just morphs. Yeah, exactly. It's just a transformation. And we're all transforming. We're all evolving every second of every day. We sure so, are. So I love that we got to that. How do you feel about getting to that? I'm, oh, about literally getting there today? Today, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, wait, I already got there. He's like, oh, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting. I have, I reached that level of transformation experience a month ago, mm. I've never said it out loud. So mm. the fact that I just said it out loud and not just into a random microphone, but to people who are listening, mm. um, boy, does that feel good. Good. Right. There's that ownership of it's okay mm -hmm. to yeah. be in my new place. Exactly. And the realization that when you are doing the businessy things, that it's okay not to not, not to feel like you have to be like feeling all the feels like that's not, you know, maybe there are some people that, you know, 
do that. But most of us business owners, when we get into like that robot mode, we just do the robot mode, like, and it is what it is. You can, you can make it more enjoyable any way you want. You can make it a game. You can make it fun. You can, you know, be like, I get to, you know, do all these things today. And why do I get to do all these things today? Because I'm building a fucking business. that's going to change the goddamn world. Amen. Uh, Today, I get to write the weekly newsletter goes out every Thursday. And it's so fun because one, I love writing. And that's another way that I feel connected to people, even if I don't know when they're going to read it. Mm -hmm. And two, in my newsletter, uh, and I think this will resonate with you because we're of the same age bracket. Mm -hmm. I tell a story every month that demonstrates my real life parenting using the core four parenting methodologies, Mm. but I don't tell it all at once. I tell it, choose your own adventure style. Oh, I love it. And so the first, I think this might be, yes, this is the first Thursday of the month. So I'll start a new story today and I leave you hanging and you have to decide what do you think I did and why do you think I did it? And what was my reasoning for choosing that conversation with my child or that decision? And then next week, I tell a bit more of the story. Mm-hmm. It's and just so fun. fun. I was going to say, and how fun is that? And you are feeling while you are doing that. Right. So what are you, where are you not feeling? Like what, give me one example of a task that you do that you mm. don't feel. Automation. So like building a funnel? Yeah. Set, okay. Setting up all the automations um, is is such a non-feeling space for me. And then it, quite honestly, and I've had this conversation with a couple people as a feeler, like, uh, do you know anyone who founded a company but ended up not being the CEO? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, let me tell you this one thing. I mean, I don't know where you're, you know, you're just starting out your business. So most of this is you, right? I do have a really unbelievable team, Janessa. I have to be honest. They are kick butt and they're all working for nothing because they believe so strongly in the mission and the result. That is freaking incredible. Yes. I do have these people. Can you delegate the, the, the things that you don't feel? To a degree, although, you know, there's part of me that feels like I've got to slog through. So for example, I took a digital marketing course. I have no interest in being my own digital marketer, but mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to have the base knowledge and the base mm-hmm. language to be able to talk with the person who's doing digital marketing for me. Yes. Um, so I feel like there's a level of pay your dues and slog through stuff to know that you've been through it once and now you can turn it over to somebody else. So I have a a freelance digital marketer. His name's Michael and he's unbelievable and he takes care of all that. And then I have another person who works with me. I call her my Jane of all trades. She literally can do anything. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. She runs the village, the virtual village. She's the moderator. She's the host. She does the daily touches there so that I don't have to be in there all the time, except when I'm going in live. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have, I have another, um, another amazing human being who is very woo, but Mm -hmm. has a master's in business administration. And so I'm like, you 
complete me. Yeah. Um, and so she keeps, <laughs> she keeps my, my content because I'm, I'm a course creator. I'm a teacher. I'm, I am a creative lead, right? She keeps my up high in the sky self down on the ground and helps me stay focused. But so the answer is yes. There is certainly a lot of swim laning and delegating going on because we are building something huge Mm -hmm. in a really short amount of time. Mm -hmm. But I still feel like I've got to get in there and slog through the mud a little bit in order to be able to turn something over to somebody. Okay. So remember, every time you feel like you're slogging, what the mission is. Because you're going to feel the second you be like, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. So I know, uh, like I've mentioned a hundred times already, I know, <laughs> I know what it feels like to, you know, feel like you're slogging through it. Like, I know what it's like to build a funnel. I know what it, but, it, but as you're building the funnel, you're also writing copy, mm-hmm. you're, um, you know, you're putting other skills to use. You are, you are feeling while you're mm-hmm. doing this. So when you don't feel like your feelings, just sit back for a second and be like, okay, I'm two in the do right now. Remember yeah. why? Like, just remember the Lion King. Remember who you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, like, you just sparked something really interesting in me. What if when I get stuck and I'm just like, nope, I would rather turn on trashy TV and eat some chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, I pick my soulest of soulmate customers and I visualize them. Mm-hmm. And when I'm writing, whatever it is, I'm writing directly to them or whether I'm creating that funnel, it's because it's going to end up in their box or try to use them as my, my link. Yes, yes, yes. That you should be doing that all the time. One person you are always (laughs) only speaking to one person because that one. So here's how I like to explain it. There is like a nucleus, right? We all know. Do you know what a nucleus is? I sure do. Perfect. And all of these little atoms are like outside of it, right? They, they're like, hey, like this nucleus is cool, right? Yeah. So you're, the atom is the person that you are speaking to. Your soliest of soul clients, right? I love that. <laughs> right. you said, I, don't, I think that's how you said it. I don't know. If I, that's exactly how I said it. <laughs> perfect. And all the little atoms around it like this you know, they, they feel something from this souliest of soul clients. So they have something in common with this person. So whatever you write to this person is going to resonate somehow to the people or the new, the atoms around your nucleus. And then the atoms come in closer and they come in closer and they come in closer and they come in closer, which is why when we speak to one person, we actually reach more people. We actually invoke emotion in more people. So that is the biology of a niche market. Yeah, well, you have a niche market. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do. Yes. 
I've yes. never thought of it in biological terms. Yes. Yeah. So don't like, I, I got stuck in that too. Like I need to just talk to everybody. No, we do not need to talk mm-hmm. to everybody. No, you, you think about your, the, the person that you want to talk to today and it doesn't have to like, that's the thing. Like the people are like, oh, I have this client avatar and it's blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> even if it's, you know, like, even if you have a name for it, like I used to have a name for my ideal client, but with all of the people that I talk to and all of the people that I serve, sometimes one of those people will pop out at me that day yeah. or they'll ask a question or they'll like, you know, just spark something in me. And I'm like, that's who I'm going to talk to today. Nice. The freedom to evolve inside the construct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself that space. And, um, you know, to get more people on your email list, going back to the business. Yes. Yeah. Um, that will help. Well, I have to tell you, I start, well, I typically start my day every day with uh, a quiet focused and then a guided meditation because Mm -hmm. my brain is, is one of those ones that will just take over unless you tell it what to do. Like, okay, breathe. Thank you. (laughs) Um, That's okay that you had that thought. Let's, let's come back. Um, So I wasn't able to do that this morning for a number Mm -hmm. of reasons. And Mm -hmm. I am winding up this chat with you and my body feels like I just came out of my morning meditation. Yes. Oh, my cat. I just scared my cat. (laughs) Sorry, cat. They just went running (laughs) because my arms literally just went up in the air and they're like, oh my God, what the heck just happened? (laughs) But yes, I love that. I love that. So I'm so excited that 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 happened for you. I'm glad that we could get to that breakthrough where you're like, oh my God, I don't have to like be feeling, but I can, if I just switch my mindset. Yeah. This is the most fascinating thing about teachers, finding teachers, coaches, Mm -hmm. finding coaches, right? It seems counterintuitive in a way. You're like, wait a minute. I worked all the way to get to be one. Why do I need to find one? Um, but why we need these reminders, right? I invite parents into a world where I say, the first thing we're going to tackle is your parenting mindset. And they're probably like, ugh. <laughs> right? And then the next thing we're going to do is look at the perspective that you bring to parenting. And they say, what the holy heck? Didn't you say I was coming here for strategies and systems and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> and I say, and- yes, but this is the foundation for those to be effective long-term. And so we get, I get so lost in it apparently that I needed you to say to me, how about we just shift your mindset? Mm. <laughs> I know isn't it? it's so funny because I feel this out, like I have coaches too, you know, and it's funny because it's the blind spots. Mm-hmm. You need somebody that understands where you are and what you want so, and you're, you're not seeing the path to get there or you're, there's like a gap there somewhere and you're like, but I want to be over there and I, I need the bridge. Right. And that's why 
it's so important to get that support, whether it's a coach or through a mentor listening to a podcast, like it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It just always be learning, always be listening, always be open and looking for the signs. I mean, I love the fact that you were like, all of these things just kind of happened and here I am, you know, and you followed the path. You didn't, you weren't like no path. We're shutting you down and I'm going to stay right here or I'm going to go this way. You followed the path that was lit for you. And And I want to say something else to your listeners, because Mm. this is from the perspective of a mom with teenage girls. Okay. Mm. (laughs) (sighs) I have to tell you that following the path and that journey of fear and sadness of leaving my current path Mm. was nothing compared to the veil of fear I had of what my teenage girls were going to think and feel about their mother becoming somebody who was visually available to the internet, Mm -hmm. their mom becoming somebody who had things to say about parenting Mm. publicly. And part of the core four model is that, you know, we developed from the earliest years, the core four connectors with our kids, open communication, implied trust and honesty, and a respectful environment where we can all hear each other. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't actually do this until I sat down with my family and said, this is going to be a huge shift for me over here, right? I need to learn how to run a company. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is going to be a huge shift for us as a family. Mm -hmm. I need to know that the uncomfortable aspects of my storytelling of your younger year selves Mm -hmm. is going to be something that you're, you're okay working with me through. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and they said, yes, we want, we want you to do this. And for me, that was so freeing. I still go back to them every time I'm about to write a story about them and say, all right, this one's going out to the world, guys, be ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they are hundred percent behind me and that means everything. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I, and I can feel you there too, because when I, when I've pivoted many times in my business and you know, the, the latest addition to my business has been spirituality and the woo. Right. Right. And my daughter is almost 13 and I only have one. I, that's a lie. I have two girls, one boy. I, I I'm like, I only have one girl, but there's only one home. <laughs> the other one's older. <laughs> um, but she, she's funny because she thinks the woo and like the moon circles, like she'll be like, oh, you're going to go dance under the moon again tonight. I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be clothed. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. And she's like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> or she, she'll be like, oh, you're going to go do your cult stuff tonight. You know? <laughs> Well, that's the thing, right? Our journeys started at that age and our journeys continue. And if we're brave enough to let our journey continue in front of the watching and listening eyes and ears of our children, oh my gosh, that is huge. And I'll share with you, I alluded to it earlier. 
I don't always share this on um, public spaces, although I have no trouble doing it. I just try to decide if it's the right space. Mm. Um, so our 21-year-old Emma Grace is mm. our spiritual guide in our home. She was, she was born in 2000, um, born still 40 weeks and one day, mm-hmm. our first baby. And we have always included her in our household in a very, um, a very healthy way, right? Our girls knew they had an older sister who came before them. There was no, we weren't hiding it. There was no big family secret. Um, They watched me continue even after they showed up to have grieving moments inside our home during holidays and birthdays. And they understand that it actually, my 16 year old said this to me a couple of days ago. She said, I think I understand now what you mean by Emma being born, but dying before she was born shaped who you really wanted to be as a mom when Claire and I came along. Wow. And it was such, it, the conversation went on for about 10 minutes. And I had one of those existential moments where I was watching myself have this conversation with my girl, who was my youngest, and thinking, this, this was my goal, mm-hmm. right? Upon having more children, it was so terrifying for obvious reasons. But then also, I didn't want to impose their sister onto who they are. I wanted to still let them be who they are, but have an older sister who lives in heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to make sure there was room for all three of them in my heart and in this space. And my 16 year old was sitting here validating my hard, hard choices over these Mm -hmm. last years. And it was such a fantastic moment of coming around in motherhood. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just, I can't tell you enough how much trusting the spiritual when nobody else thought that that was a great choice. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're telling your kids about this? Mm-hmm. You're including your kids in this? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to rethink that one. I'm like, no, no, this is how it has to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. My, my daughter is, I don't know. She's I think she's on the fence. My older, it's funny because I, I see as I talk about it more and more and become more step more and more into me, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're always evolving and always stepping deeper into our purpose, deeper into our higher selves. And the more I do that, the more I see that, you know, she's like, she's kind of like looking at me, like out the side of her eye sometimes like, yeah, I don't know. But other times she's leaning in a little bit more or my oldest daughter, you know, like I can see her shifting, um, things in her life that benefit her and letting go of things that don't anymore. Um, and my son as well. And even my fiance, it's like, it's a, it's like, it's a ripple effect. Right. And they, you're not telling them that they have to go out nope. and do the dancing in the moon, like nope. moonlight, like that. You're not telling them who they need to be. You're just saying, this is who I am. And I'm finally allowing myself to embrace all of it. Yes. And no matter what, that is one of the most important things to me as a parent 
is to show them that I will do that. Mm-hmm. That and that that means that if I will do that, you can do that too. It doesn't mean you do it the same way I do. It means you do it your way. Whoever you are, whatever you are going to step out into, don't be afraid to, because it doesn't matter what anybody else says. And it's happening. Even it's happening for your kids, even when yeah. you don't realize it. It's we are for all of us. For we're renovating, and we found this document, and I was like, "What is this?" Caroline is sixteen. We found this essay she wrote about me when she was a sixth grader. Oh, I love it. And I was like, what is this? And so (laughs) she read it out loud and we all just took a collective breath of, wow. And then I sat with it after that, Janessa. And I said to myself, I had no idea that she was absorbing as much of this, my journey Mm-hmm. as she was at that age. And I would never have known if she didn't take it and write it down. Right. Um, and so I talk a lot about the invisible learning years being birth to five, right? Cause that's what they are. It's happening invisibly. Mm-hmm. That invisibility does not stop. It just kind of shifts mm-hmm. and that environment and that nurture space, whatever that looks and sounds like they continue to absorb. And I'll tell you um, if your listeners are interested I actually had my then 12 year old turn into my guest blog poster this week. (laughs) Nice. I had my daughter on my podcast and I published her essay from when she was 12. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. I I should do that too. Actually, my daughter (laughs) wrote this amazing poem and I did share it on Facebook. Um, But that's a great idea to share it on your blog post. I'll have to ask her. Yes. I always, I always make sure you know, of course for for their own, for their permission. I mean, it's their, their work. So she knew immediately she finished reading it. She's like, you want this, don't you here? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I love what you're doing. I love that you are filling that gap of, you know, the parenting, like helping parents understand that they can help their children so much more than what they were, you know, how they were helped in their childhood, because I was just talking to my mom about this the other day. I said, we, I'm only two generations away from, you know, depression, the depression right. from, from world war two, um, where there was so much scarce scarcity mm-hmm. and lack that that mindset and that, you know, trauma is ingrained in our DNA. And, and we can change that. We can break the cycle of money mindset of asking for help when we need it, Mm -hmm. of telling people about how we feel about knowing that we can feel our emotions and that it's okay. And that, you know, you can, you know, are absolutely, um, should be feeling every emotion you feel but understanding how you can move yourself through it or heal it. To that end, you're exactly right. I'll just quickly share that that is the foundational methodology at Core 4. 
Yes. I I said we take the who before the what, but Mm -hmm. we also fast forward. We take people who have infants in their arms and we say, okay, picture them all grown up. Who is it that you desire to raise? So now we set your parenting GPS Mm. And then we walk them through a series of exercises that allow them to write their PMS, their parenting mission statement. And that is the guide that gets them back on track when they get off the little tangents that our Mm -hmm. GPS takes us on. Mm -hmm. Um, It's that PMS, that parenting mission statement that drives us to stay on track on those hard days. So I hear you a hundred percent and and I, I'm on the other side. I've like reached my GPS and it's just so fulfilling. And I can't wait to help other people write theirs and get there. I love it. And now you know how to feel and do at the same time. I do. Which was the whole goal of this call. Absolutely. So I'm so excited and I'm so thankful that you were here and shared your story and everything. Your business is amazing. I can't wait to see what happens with it. Please tell people where they can find you. Absolutely. So we are at core for parenting on Facebook and Instagram. You can look me up on LinkedIn with my name, Cara Terrell. Um, and then our website is core and the virtual village link is right there. Beautiful. And it's core, the number four, right? Correct. Yes, because we have core four connectors Mm -hmm. and core four skills that get you ready to be a successful learner. I love it. I love it. And I'll put all of that in the show notes as well so that people can can go see you. Can't wait to meet all of you. (laughs) Yes, yes. And um, Perfect. So I love that. So as always, my beautiful souls listening out there, screenshot this episode, tag Kara and I on Instagram and let us know what you thought. Um, send us messages. We love those too. Any way you want to connect with us, you know how. Um, so we'll see you all in the next episode.